Thank you for tuning into the Hope When There Was None podcast. And here we share stories to educate you, to empower you and inspire. So thank you for listening and tuning in. Please do me a favor and share if you have a favorite episode, or maybe you think somebody else that needs a dose of positivity and to maybe break open some of the darkness, let there be light. So thank you again for all of your support and encouragement. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, it's Melinda coming on to talk about domestic violence while pregnant. Now, this is a time in many women's life where there's some rejoicing. There is a lot of happiness. I mean, personally, I love being pregnant and being pregnant with the partner that I lived with. Ooh, I was not. It was a very frightening time for me. Okay, it was supposed to be again was supposed to be something fun now my last pregnancy my fourth pregnancy was with mr awesome and i absolutely loved it it was a lot of fun i mean i would have these wild cravings around two or three in the morning it was usually peaches but with him he would say okay let's go to the store i can get myself a fritter and we would go roam the store and um, just to have my cravings he would do things like put my feet up or tell me hey you need to go take a nap he would just dote on me and i didn't have that for my first three so I really had a time of, um, I don't know if you want to call it grieving, but of sadness. But anyway, I felt a little bit of regret and shame during that pregnancy for staying as long as I did. Honestly, I am thinking of different choices that I could have made that I didn't made. I'm making better choices now, but you know, I can't beat myself up about it. It's in the past. I'm happy to find a bit of happiness right now. And, um, I am just very happy. So my partner that I had before, it wasn't, and I'm going to say that there's going to be a trigger warning here right now. So if you are going to be triggered by anything I say, you might want to just turn it off right now. I am not having my disclaimer on there. I'm just letting you know. Some of the things that I heard while I was pregnant was, I hope you or the baby dies. I was punched in while pregnant and other things were done. So I can relate to how many women experience pregnancy and trauma um, being called fat or you need to stop eating your your stuff in your face you're a fat pig getting yelled at uh, because the baby's crying and of course they don't understand their babies I would have to shield the baby or I felt like I needed to shield the baby and while I was pregnant I felt the baby when we were fighting I would feel the baby jump when he would uh, my ex would yell at me or scream at me. I literally would feel the baby jump and I would feel so bad. I really felt horrible. Um, And again, I can't beat myself up for the choices that I made now, but learning, recognizing that some of the health symptoms that I experienced weren't imagined, but also to realize that due to the tremendous stress that I was under, I was having physical symptoms while pregnant, health-related issues. So what are some of the things that women might experience during that pregnancy? They might have um, problems such as high blood pressure, diabetes. They might actually have premature rupture of your membranes, maybe some spotting, labor that's premature. So these are things that can happen. Now, of course, when you're going through the pregnancy or so on, you just attribute it. It's just a problem pregnancy. You don't maybe recognize that it's actually the stress. Now, many women have been 
or are being abused during with their current partner or maybe they might have been assaulted during a previous pregnancy. Now, women who are abused during pregnancy are many times likely to be, I should say, as, let me start all over again. So women who are abused while pregnant are more likely to experience some serious violence as well. Now I'm talking about sexual assault, being threatened with a gun or a knife, being beaten, being choked. And again, this is supposed to be a joyful time, but unfortunately, this can be a very traumatic time for many women, very violent and turbulent. Even if there is no physical abuse, there is this, it's still very stressful. Now, back when I was going through with my ex and so on, there was Lacey Peterson, there was Stacy Peterson. These were hom homicides that happened. And uh, the Lacey Peterson was while well, she was pregnant. And that just really stood out in my mind. And, and I was riveted to the story myself. So there are many statistics about who was assaulted, you know, whether it's an intimate partner, whether it's a family member, was it over the age of 16? And there was, according to the Center of Disease Control, this is a little bit of an older report, but at least 4 to 8% of pregnant women, that's over 300,000 per year, report suffering some sort of abuse during pregnancy, which is really kind of scary. Now, what is abuse? During pregnancy, again, we might experience these hormonal issues. We might have uh, a stress from a relationship that can trigger abuse of some sort. Now, it's defined as physical abuse, sexual, psychological, emotional, threats of violence, sexual violence inflicted in a woman. And we also know that could be emotional, excuse me, um, financial abuse that can also carry into having, oh my gosh, mental abuse and so on and so on. So there's definite other types of abuse. We can have other cycles which are related to immigration abuse, religious abuse. So there's other things too. And being isolated sometimes during this time when we're pregnant, this vulnerable time, it's just so much more I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, and I'm hoping you understand, but you can, if a person is good, I mean, they say we have these cycles, and I don't know, I back and forth with the cycle of abuse. Now, can we not see these red flags? Did we not notice them before? Maybe you grew up in a situation where everything seemed fine. Perhaps the person you were with seemed fine in the beginning. Family gave him or her rave reviews, and then all of a sudden there was a change. Maybe that is some sort of chemical imbalance in their brain, mental health issues, uh, perhaps they're on a medication that changed their behavior. They might have taken up drugs or alcohol, which changes their behavior. They could um, have some sort of other disease, like uh, such as Lyme disease. It could be neurological. It could be a dementia, whatever that is for them. Maybe it's out of the norm. Maybe they've never been exposed to abuse, so you never really recognize those flags. So there's just a very big, big, big broad. Oh, my goodness. I'm having trouble with my words right now. Let's just talk about how the tensions might arise in a relationship. And it can be a minor disagreement. It might just be something small that just starts triggering and escalating over a few hours. It could be days. 
this could be months and then all of a sudden there's this big blow up something happens to trigger something even more explosive afterwards then we have this calmness we might have this calmness now for you that calmness might be a few hours an hour it could be a few days it could be months it could be even years and they usually call that the honeymoon phase this can be a period of time where you almost have this renewed love, the surgery, I'll never do it again, I am so sorry. Your partner might lavish you with more attention. Again, they're apologizing. They might give you items, uh, gifts, lavish gifts and so on. So it doesn't necessarily have to be physical though. Again, remembering that the pattern of behavior, emotional and so on, the coercion, the control and that power that person has, it's just... I'd like to say it's like a drug for some people, really and truly. So they might, what might a person do? So an abuser might try to control the access to mental, excuse me, mental health. Well, sure, mental health, healthcare practitioners. Maybe you have to go to your OB and they are saying you can't go. Maybe they won't give you the car. They won't give you a ride. They might deny you or delay your your trip to maybe the ER, you've started spotting. So they might say that, oh, no, you're not going, or you're faking it or something like that. They might refuse to, to have sex with you because you're unattractive. Or maybe in my case, it was um, at one point in time, I couldn't look at him in the eyes, and I'm glad, but um, I had to be without TMI, okay, this TMI section, just full, I don't sugarcoat things. So I would have to, he'd come behind me like a spooning thing in order for him not to see me because I was so disgusting to him because I was so fat and uh, I was just a fat pig. So I was, he would just really and truly be uh, supposedly revolted by me, by my sight. So um, there was also a withholding of food too and not just with me but others made to feel shame because i'm eating but you're eating too much uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna leave if you get over 200 pounds or if you get any fatter i'm gonna leave there was also and not for me but there could be somebody out there that was threatened to report her you whoever that is as an unfit mom that well you know once the child's born i'm gonna leave and i'm gonna take the baby with me so these are things that they might say they might say um they might find out that woman is pregnant and refused to help financially with the birth or during um, afterwards maybe you guys don't stay together they I'm not gonna give you any child support I'm not going to give you any supplies or food whatever you need or the baby needs that baby is it mine they might question the paternity as well now sometimes uh, abuse can be where a pregnancy is conceived through sexual assault it could be marital rape it could also be with maybe a person has decided, uh, the woman, she's decided, okay, I want to be on birth control. And you are taking those birth control religiously, no pun, no pun there, talking about religion about that. But uh, you could be taking that. Well, maybe for some reason your ex um, throws out the pills or you get in an argument. He doesn't want you off that birth control or, you know, something in order to limit your access to that birth control that you need. Maybe he won't use a condom. Maybe he refuses to use that. There's something there that is, again, getting that control, that dominance in order for that power trip that they have. So you are unable to control the decision of maybe continuing your pregnancy. Maybe um, you are being intimidated to have an abortion. Maybe you are 
intimidated to not have an abortion. And again, sometimes women also choose abortions uh, for their own personal reasons, but it might be out of fear. Maybe they don't want to have that child with this person. They might never tell the person that, you know, their abuser that they were pregnant at all. But these definitely have an effect on pregnancy. It's not only harmful, this abuse to the woman that's being abused, but also the baby, especially if you're taking that blow or kick to your abdomen. There are attacks, if they're violent enough, that can have fetal fractures or injuries or ruptures of the pregnant woman's uterus, spleen, liver, and so on. So while the baby's in, in mama, these injuries can happen. So they usually, when somebody is, there's been studies that show that when an abuser is attacking a woman, and again, this is just a study. It doesn't say where. I've got some notes here. And it, usually it's focused on the breasts, the abdomen, and even in the genitals. So this is giving serious consequences to the baby, to mom, and even that mortality rate because it, there's an increase in miscarriage. There's low birth weight rate. Even if the baby is physically not feeling it, let's say that they're just hearing all this, there can be the, the fetal distress as well because they're hearing what mom's going through. There could be injury and also death of both mom and the baby. So what other complications can happen? There can be uterine prolapse, there can be hemorrhaging, premature rupture of the membranes, which I mentioned, also premature labor, abrupto placenta. There could be, um, perhaps there is an infection. Maybe you're always getting UTIs or you're always getting um, some other kind um, of infection. Maybe they're, you're being forced to have unprotected sex with somebody who has an infection. Maybe you are being trafficked and you are having sex with multiple people and you are being forced to. There could be an increase in bleeding throughout maybe the first or second trimester. Excuse me. Also headaches. You might have irritable bowel syndrome. There could be a risk of contracting a sexually transmitted disease. Also, there could be pain in your pelvis. And also, just to think about any pain medication that you might have to take a little bit later on, uh, you might have to have your body restored, your lower, your vagina restored due to any physical abuse that goes on there. And I know that sounds really wicked and weird and you'd be like scratching your head, but there are some people that are really depraved, really... And it breaks my heart. I've, I've heard stories and there might have to be some reconstruction there. Um, and also there afterwards. What about afterwards? As the labor progresses, as, as things get going on, there could be that person following the delivery that might deny access to the baby. They could use that baby as a weapon and I'm going to steal that baby. They might actually kidnap the baby. They could put you down because of all the time you're spending with the baby or make you feel bad, guilt you because you're spending time with the baby. They could, again, maybe they're not giving you any of that help. Perhaps you need somebody, like with my last pregnancy, thank goodness I had somebody, Terry was wonderful, I would pump, I breastfed, but I would pump and he would give the baby a bottle, you know, and or if he wasn't there, he would make it up to me next, you know, another time. It was just a really, almost like a fantasy pregnancy. I loved it. But that person fails to help. They might even demand sex very soon after birth, and I did experience that myself. There are blaming 
maybe mom because the baby wasn't a boy or the baby wasn't a girl. So that baby is the wrong sex. They wanted to have a son or they wanted to have a daughter. And they could be saying that you're a terrible plan uh, planet, parent. You're an awful parent. They could make you stay home. Maybe you want to work. And they could say, well, you know, you're going to stay home with this baby. You wanted this child, so you're going to stay home or something like that. They could also prevent you from getting a job. Maybe you have went on some job, uh, some things you've got submitted in your resumes. You've gone on some interviews. And for some reason, they're preventing you from taking that job. They might call your work. Maybe you've got that position and now they're calling work or they're showing up there. They're causing trouble at your new workplace. And so you get fired. They could say that you're abusing your child. Again, not only that you're a bad, terrible parent, but that they are saying that um, you are abduct, excuse me, you're abusing the child. They could make, be making false or threatening accusations. Excuse me, I just took a drink of water. Maybe you're somebody that doesn't want to breastfeed, okay? So you're like, no, I'm not going to do that because honestly, I'm not shaming anybody that doesn't want to breastfeed. There are teeth there. My girls don't look as good as they used to. It is the great thing. I did it with all four of my children. Um, for me, you know, I had some issues there or there, but maybe your partner is saying, no, you have to breastfeed or maybe want to breastfeed and that person is saying, no, you can't breastfeed. I like your boobs the way they are, or I paid for those to look like that. And they might not want you to breastfeed. I know that sounds so strange, right? Again, blaming you for the child's crying. Why don't you know what that child's, uh, what's going on with that child? Why is the baby crying? Why can't you shut it up? Things like that can be of why, not why, of things that they do in order to... Sorry, I'm reading my notes at the same time. And today it's just not happening for me. So these are things that you might experience as you're going through. You've gone through that uh, child birth. You've gone through that labor and so on. So what are other things that might be a sign or that you might experience there? If you're, like, let's say you're uh, just somebody outside looking in. You might notice that your friend isn't going back to the doctor. You know, maybe she was excited about this pregnancy. All of a sudden, she is wearing those long sleeves that I talked about in a previous podcast. Uh, she is wearing long, uh, a turtleneck, long pants, and so on. There might be unexplained bruising. Maybe you notice that there is some damage to her abdomen, discolored. It might look a little funky, like what's going on with that? Perhaps all of a sudden, she might start cigarettes alcohol, drinking, things that are harmful to the pregnancy, but she might pick this up. That is a coping me mechanism. It's not a good one, but these are things that she might start doing, uh, just starting that addiction with substances, drugs, alcohol. And then maybe she seems sick all the time, some kind of psychosomatic illness. There's always a history of physical illness in her. So these are things that can be happening in her life and you might just have to kind of look at them from the outside. Now there's an embarrassment and there can be, I should say, there can be embarrassment and shame because your person is an abusive person. Maybe you're not seeking out mental, medical health, excuse me. Um, maybe you're not attending prenatal classes or even classes afterwards. Your self-esteem just feels like it's in the toilet. You might have some 
depression, anxiety, panic attacks, eating disorders, and you might actually have to depend on your abuser a little more, some increased dependence because, hey, you've just had this baby and you might be in an isolated situation. So escaping mm -hmm. seems like it is, there's no way you're going to escape. It really and truly, it just seems like that's unavoidable. Your body will mend. The scars, those wounds inside, those might take a little bit longer to heal, honestly. Um, and as you, as you um, start going through them a little bit more, you might notice that there's psychological issues that happen as well to you, maybe increase in more of those. So I'm going to encourage you, no matter what, to please seek out a mental health professional, talk to a trusted friend, somebody that you trust. Now, your kids... Maybe you have other kids. So your other children, you might notice them increasing their aggressive behavior themselves. They might be acting out. They might have some sort of a disorder, such as maybe uh, they twirl their hair, they're chewing their nails. They might have uh, anxiety, panic attacks, nightmares. They might be wetting the bed. They could be having issues in school and uh, PTSD they could all of a sudden have this separation anxiety. Maybe they're like, I don't know, eight or nine or, or six or something, and all of a sudden they, they don't want you to leave them. This could be at school or at home. They could have inappropriate uh, fascination with violence themselves. They might even blame themselves as well. So finding a counselor, especially at school, is really helpful, a nurse or somebody. I encourage you to look for some sort of professional for support. Again, a trauma-informed counselor would be very helpful. You might actually, and I just talked with somebody that she saw a trauma-informed counselor or therapist, and that person actually turned her away. So I'm going to encourage you to please find somebody else that might be helpful for you. You might have to shop around a little bit. Um, of course, if you are with, like, let's say uh, your state aid or something, you might have very little choice but hopefully you can get a referral to somebody else or find somebody to help you that's uh, on because there's coaches out there but again they many coaches unless they have the credentials they can only help you so far you really need to find somebody that's a professional but that might help you for me I shared this a long time ago counseling and therapy didn't help I had two ladies I liked the first one we went to was actually out of the local college but our the PTSD, the Stockholm Syndrome, and so on and so on, was so intense, she wasn't able to handle anything like that. Her, her teacher, her professor, because she was going to school for counseling, said, you need to let them go. And we, we left. I didn't have any animosity. I was very sad because I really liked the gal. The next person we had was actually court-appointed, and I loved Miss Kim Harmon. She was out of Maryville, Indiana, and she's still there. I loved her. Unfortunately, uh, I saw progress with me and my kids, too. And uh, unfortunately, my ex had made some threats, and she never explained what it was, but that's okay. And so she released herself, uh, excused herself from our case. Sadly, we really liked her. And then the ones that I had afterwards, they just didn't measure up, and I never felt connected. So I'm going to encourage you, please, to, you know, if you have to do it and it's through court, go through the motions. But um, I totally get it if you aren't relating to a person like that, but finding a professional that recognizes your values, understands your personal experiences, so they can help you appropriately would just be like awesome. It really would. So 
learning how to make wise choices going forward. So let's say you left that person. So learning how to sort out your past and also to learn good behaviors going forward, putting uh, start walking baby steps towards healing in your past will really go far. Now this is again, you know, I'm all about journaling, journaling, that grounding, this kind of woo stuff, using crystals if you want to use crystals. I did. Um, using, of course, first and foremost, I talked to the Lord all the time. I was in my Bible. I was praying. I was on my knees. I did a lot of that, uh, listening to some praise music, some uh, good songs that I really liked. But doing all that work, the inner work, really did a lot for me going forward. But of course, when you're in the thick of things, it can be very, very upsetting, very tumultuous. But know that it's not you. It's this person. Be thorough in documenting the abuse if you can. Sometimes you can't do it safely. But if you, there's a way that you can go ahead and document it and send it to a friend if you can, either through an email or a text message or there are journals that you can do online that only you see but again just be careful if you are in a, a abusive relationship you know again please share your concerns with somebody if you know somebody that is ask how you can help it is a crime for domestic violence no one deserves to be abused okay and again remember you're not alone there are organizations out there, um, women's shelters and so on. I'll include those in a little bit later where you can find some support. Finding somebody that's non-judgmental, very supportive, understanding as well can really go a long way. So if this speaks to you in any way, if you've experienced any type of issues while you're going through your pregnancy, you know, let me know how did you get through that? What did you do in order to cope or survive? Or do you know somebody that is going through this right now? Don't hesitate to reach out. My uh, phone number is 219-819-0608. 219-819-0608. I am in Indiana, Northwest Indiana. And um, I'm on Central Time. So if you need someone to talk, if you are a friend needing to talk about a friend, don't hesitate to message me. I really love to talk to you. Just hold space for you. Just to listen. No judgment. And, um, you know, I've been there. I totally understand and get it. This is going, this is a little bit longer than I had meant to, it to be. But, um, yeah, this was really heavy on my heart, actually, for a while. And I am just sitting down now and doing this, this podcast. So you have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening and tuning in. If you found any value, please do me a favor and share it with somebody that you know and somebody that you love. Thanks again for listening. This is Melinda. I'm going to sign on off. Stay safe. Bye-bye.